So just being kind of really upset, like really upset that your employment has come to an end is literally not enough. Hi, welcome to the Lawcast. My name is Melanie Thorley and I'm the director here at MJT Law. Now, today we are going to look at some cases. I have four cases here. Each of them are an unfair dismissal and I thought, oh, excuse me, and I thought that it would be uh, a good idea to go through uh, these cases because they're the most recent ones. So the first case we're looking at was uh, handed down on the 3rd of February, so for me that was yesterday. This is about an unfair dismissal between a person called Manal um, Ibrahim and AMES Australia. Now, this is a um, this is a dismissal of an application. So, uh, Manal had filed an unfair dismissal application uh, way back in September, and she had systematically failed to address the commission's requests. Uh, and it's and it says in the in the material that uh, the matter was listed before a member for assisted conciliation on at 11 a.m. on Tuesday the 13th of September. So that was some time ago, and uh, everyone um, had that. Uh, it was generated um, automatically. Now there was a request by the applicant to delay that due to the unavailability of the applicant's representative at the time and it says here uh, the representative at the time was employee dismissals um, and the first direction serum was relisted for the 10th of October. Okay so the 10th of October rolls on by and nobody's there. Um, no one, none of the material had been provided and then on the 1st of November so, sorry, it says, including the following directions, that she had to, well, she, she was directed to file uh, submissions, outline of submissions, witness statements, etc., by the 26th of October. And then she must, then respondents directed to file all their submissions and their witness statements, etc., by the 9th of November. And then they were directed to file, uh, Manal was directed to file anything in response, so she's the applicant, uh, by the 16th of November, and then, you know, the hearing would be set down. Now, by the 1st of November, she hadn't filed anything. Uh, it was the 26th of October, it had been some time, and there was nothing. Uh, the commission had wrote, had wrote to the applicant and just said, look, we haven't got anything, we urgently require it. Uh, by the 16th of November, uh, the applicant had not sent anything through. And then on... Um, and then they sent another letter. Uh, they said, I refer to our previous correspondence, you failed to comply, therefore, unless we receive something, uh, we're going to go have a direction, um, comply with directions, your matter may be dismissed. Now, on the 2nd of December, they still hadn't received a response. So the commission writes again and says, uh, nope, that we haven't received anything. Uh, the directions is now vacated. Um, if the applicant does not wish for the application to be dismissed, then they are to file with the commission 
the submissions, etc., by 4 p.m. Tuesday, the 6th of December. Now, that was sent out uh, on the 2nd of December. So this person had four days to prepare and file those out. Well, four days from that letter. They'd obviously had quite a lot of time before that. Then on the 2nd of December, the applicant sends something really unusual. And she, she writes, My apologies for the lack of response. I advise that my first that my representatives employee dismissals that they would I was advised by my representatives employee dismissals that they would file a notice of discontinuance on my behalf they have not been responding to any of my attempts to contact them either please attempt to reach out to them to request they file this thank you for your assistance now just going back there are a couple of problems with this the first problem being She's got representation. Um, it's probably um, employee dismissals. Uh, I don't know whether they're lawyers or non-lawyer advocates. They're most likely non-lawyer advocates. Uh, and they haven't been filing anything. They haven't been talking to her. They haven't been turning up. They haven't been... Now, I don't know whose fault that is. It could be uh, employee dismissals fault. It could be hers. She may not be corresponding with them particularly well. She may not pay costs that you know she may not pay the bills who knows but the whole thing is going to pot but what what I think is really interesting here is the commission has been trying to get contact and get the documents from me since September and now we're in December and all this time the employer is waiting for these documents and in law time costs money so they've been incurring costs this whole time um, and then uh, on the 5th of December, um, the applicant writes, please refrain from filing the notice of discontinuance. I have sought legal advice on my options, whatever that means. Um, and it says here, the applicant had the apparent belief that the commission filed and served documents such as a notice of discontinuance. So for clarification, the chamber sent essentially saying that they weren't doing that. Um, we have found as lawyers more and more, that employees are trying to use the Fair Work Commission as their administrative assistance to help them file documents, to help them serve on the other side, to correspond with the other side. Um, what employees need to understand is this is their matter. They need to take control of that matter. Um, so... As the thing goes, they hadn't received anything and there was a request for the matter to be discontinued. Um, and that's exactly what happened. They dismissed the application. And it's really good. There's some really good lessons here to learn. First of all, as an applicant, you need to drive your application. This is your thing. You started it. Uh, and if you've got documents you need to file, then file them. And the other interesting thing is the commission gives you so much leeway here. And uh, whether whatever my feelings are on how much leeway they get given, um, the employee gets given, they do get given a lot. Uh, and it's really a, a choice of last resort for the commission to discontinue a matter because they just you know, haven't got enough information. Now we're going to turn to a decision that came down on the 1st of February, which was a few days ago. This is another unfair dismissal. Um, and this is about a out-of-time application. Now, the applicant said, so the, the decision, the um, it was 
Burak Akan and Sydney Kebab Manufacturers and distri Distributors, PTYL TD. And Burak filed a unfair dismissal application that was 27 days after termination, so about six days late. And the reasons why they claimed that they, the reasons for the delay uh, were set out and they claimed that they were unable to do it due to depression and for severe financial hardship. And in support of that, the applicant relies upon um, a progress note from a doctor, uh, a medical certificate um, and a mental health care plan. Now, the Commissioner considered all of this in the, um, in the out-of-time application and it said sometimes the applicant's medical conditions can be so significant that it affects their mental capacity to prepare and file an application. In some cases, the Commission has found that there were exceptional circumstances connected to the applicant's mental illness and in other cases, the Commission has not found exceptional circumstances. And there are a bunch of cases that talk about that, but more often than not, they don't find exceptional circumstances. And that's the hurdle the employee needs to get over to get an out-of-time application over the line. And in Shore and Australia Bank, the full bench opinion that stress, shock, confusion and similar conditions were not exceptional circumstances and of themselves, um, in and of themselves, and the full bench um, reason that loss of employment is a serious event in a person's life such that responses and consequences, those sort of responses and consequences were not unusual. So just being kind of really upset, like really upset that your employment has come to an end is literally not enough. Um, and they've said stress, shock, confusion and similar conditions are not exceptional circumstances in and of themselves. The depressive illness might point towards an exceptional circumstance if the illness had a material impact upon the applicant's capacity to lodge the application within the statutory time frame. And the evidence should positively demonstrate that the applicant's depressive illness had an impact on their mental capacity that was so to, as so to prevent them from lodging the application within the 21-day time frame. And the applicant's self the applicant's self-assessment of their alleged psychological incapacity is likely to be insufficient. This is a really interesting one because actually time and time again what we get are doctor certificates and you know mental health care plans but really that's just the applicant saying that they don't feel particularly happy um, and I'm obviously understating depression that they are feeling, you know, anxiety, they're feeling depression, they're not sleeping, and there's, there's something that the doctor says, okay, well, you must be depressed, and here's some medication. But there are, I think what the, what the commission are trying to say is, that's a lot of people, and it doesn't necessarily stop you from filing an application within 21 days. And self-assessing that, so if your doctor gives you a certificate and says, uh, yeah, they've told me that these things are happening, so I've... I've diagnosed it as depression. It's not enough. It needs to be something more. So the application was ultimately dismissed and the six days made a difference. <laughs>